in our last week of a series that we have called Transforming Pain into Purpose. And so this is our last week and I would love to speak into the idea of the wilderness experience. Recently, I was listening to a song by Elevation Church and the lyrics really stood out to me because they were thanking God for what seemed to be a negative. They said, thank you for the scars I bear. They declare that you are my healer. Thank you for the lonely times where I learned to live in the silence. But the lyrics that stood out to me most were these. Thank you for the wilderness where I learned to thirst for your presence. If I'd never known that place, how could I know you better? A number of years ago, I took a team to Africa and we were over there helping out with a Bible college. And after we had spent time with the Bible college, we decided to go on safari to the Maasai Mara. And it was one of the best and scariest experiences of my life. We were staying in these huge tents and, you know, there were no fences. It wasn't sectioned off. It wasn't like a zoo. And I kept thinking to myself, what is out there? And then later on that afternoon, we went for our first drive and of course our car was the car only car that didn't have a roof so you can imagine how safe I was feeling and about half an hour into the trip I needed to go to the bathroom and the driver said to me look there's no toilet you're gonna have to jump outside the car and go behind the bush and I thought are you kidding me only five minutes earlier or ten minutes earlier did we see a pride of lions just sleeping behind a bush but When nature calls, it calls. And so I jumped out of the car, I visited the bush, I came back and I was feeling very brave. But we continued on safari and I just remember looking out at this huge expanse of land. It was massive, it was so open, there was no end in sight. And the wilderness, it was hot and it was dry and barren. There were animals around every corner waiting for their prey. You see, if you think about it, the wilderness is not somewhere where people would eagerly choose to live. Yet we look in the Bible and so many of God's people spent time in the physical wilderness. Moses, after he killed an Egyptian, ran off and spent 40 years in the wilderness with his stepfather Jethro. The Israelites, after being freed of slavery, spent 40 years in the wilderness. Elijah spent a lot of time in the wilderness, especially after confronting Ahab. And then if we go to the New Testament, John the Baptist spent time in the Judean wilderness. Jesus spent time there for 40 days and 40 nights. Even the Apostle Paul, when he became a Christian, spent three years in the Arabian wilderness. And I don't know about you, but this tells me that there is something significant about the wilderness. I don't think it's a coincidence that nearly all of God's chosen people spent time there at some point in their life. Now, the wilderness is a metaphor for what we can experience today. Every single one of us has either gone through, currently going through, or will go through a wilderness experience. I'm not sure if you've heard of the book Pilgrim's Progress. It's a great book and it's an allegory for the Christian life. And it's about a man named Christian and he's on a pilgrimage or he's taking a journey to his destination, which is heaven. But what I noticed about Christian's life is that on his pilgrimage, there were many times that he had to walk through dry and barren lands. You see, our life is like a pilgrimage 
pilgrimage. We are on a journey and we are heaven bound. But there are going to be times where we will need to walk through the wilderness. Another way to put it is that there's going to be times where we will need to walk through the valley. And these are times where we can feel isolated and alone. Or life seems a little bit tougher than usual. Where the heat's turned up, we're more vulnerable to spiritual attack. You know, maybe it's a season of it's a pain of pain and hardship. Psalm 23 talks about walking through the valley of the shadow of death. It's a season where we can often not feel God's presence tangibly. And if you're watching today and you've been thinking recently, well, where is God? I can't see Him moving. What does He want me doing with my life? I don't know what my future is meant to look like. I, I don't know where I'm meant to be or I'm just a little bit confused or, or following Jesus is just getting a little bit hard. I don't know if I can do this anymore. Or maybe you've been thinking, oh, well, you know, all this stuff from my past just keeps coming up and I'm trying to suppress it, but it's coming back to haunt me. Or you're not hearing God's voice maybe as clearly as you have been and it just seems like He's silent. If you've been thinking any of these things recently, well, guess what? Welcome to the wilderness. You, my friends, are currently walking through the wilderness. You're currently walking through the valley. Now, don't be scared or disheartened at the thought of being in this kind of season. Every single one of us goes through this period. None of us is exempt from hardship or pain. In fact, these seasons are so pivotal to our faith. They are needed. And if you're going to hear one thing today out of my entire message, then I want you to hear this. The wilderness is not a mistake. It is a setup. I'll say that again. The wilderness experience, the valley experience is not a mistake. It is a setup. You don't find yourself in the wilderness because you just stumbled across it. You don't find yourself in the wilderness because you did anything wrong. You find yourself in the wilderness because God intended you to be there. In Exodus chapter 13, the Israelites had just left Egypt and they'd escaped out of slavery. And if we have a look at verse 18, it says this. So God led them, them being Israel, in a roundabout way through the wilderness toward the Red Sea. Notice how it says that God led them to the wilderness. If you jump with me to the New Testament in Matthew chapter 4, it says, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit. Other translations will even say compelled by the Spirit into the wilderness. You see, it's not a mistake. It is a setup. It's intentional. But here's the thing, God's intention is that we wouldn't stay in that place, that we wouldn't stop and live there. But just like a pilgrim, we would walk on through it. Psalm 23 says, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Psalm 84 says we pass through the valley of Barca, which was a valley known for weeping. The wilderness is not our destination, but it is a necessary experience that we each must go through. Whenever God wants to do a new thing in His church or whenever God wants to do a new thing in our lives, He will first take us through a wilderness period. Why? Because it's a place of spiritual growth. It's a place where our character is developed, where we learn to depend solely on God, where we are shaped and molded and refined. But most of all, it is a place where we encounter God in a deeper way. And I truly believe that God is wanting to do a new thing in our church. Coming up to this next year, I believe that God is wanting to do a new thing in our ministry and in our lives, but He's first going to take us through a season of spiritual growth. 
As disciples of Jesus, we are called to grow. That is the definition of a disciple, one that is a pupil, a student, a learner, someone that is continually developing. But how many of us know that development and growth often comes with pain? Whether it be the awkward teenager that has pains in his knees from growing so fast or whether it be the pregnant woman that has pains in her stomach because the baby is growing at a rapid rate. There will always be some sort of pain when it comes to our growth and not just physically, but emotionally and spiritually as well. Samuel Chand, a well-known author, wrote this, pain is a part of progress. Anything that grows experiences pain. If I avoid all pain, I am avoiding growth. God has an incredible way of transforming our pain into purpose, which is what this series is all about. He takes our pain and He uses it and He brings us into a new level of maturity and understanding. I don't know about you, but every time I've gone through a season of hardship or pain, it's deepened my faith. I remember a number of years ago, my dad passing away and the pain I went through was awful. But can I tell you, my faith was deepened in a way that I could have never imagined. I literally had to rely on God every moment and every minute of the day. But as I did this, as I relied on God, He poured out His grace and He filled me with strength. Psalm 84 says, "'Blessed are those whose strength is in God.'" whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the Valley of Barker, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go, I want you to hear this, they go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. This is a picture of the Israelites taking a pilgrimage to the house of God. They would often go on this journey to observe religious festivals uh, in Jerusalem. But to get there, it meant that they had to go through the Valley of Barca. And like I said before, that valley was known as the Thirsty Valley, the Valley of Tears. It was known for weeping. In other words, it was a very difficult journey. But I, what I love about this passage is that instead of the Israelites becoming weak and weary, instead of them becoming fatigue on a pilgrimage, which normally would happen, it says here that they went from strength to strength. Walking through the valley actually made them stronger. You see, God will never inflict evil on His people, but He will use pain for a greater good. He will allow us to go through particular situations in order for us to come out on the other side stronger, in order for us to come out on the other side more like His Son, Jesus Christ. The wilderness is not a mistake, it is a setup. If we go back to the story of the Israelites in the book of Exodus, we see that they had been in slavery in Egypt for 430 years. God raises up a leader called Moses to take them out of Egypt and into the promised land. By God's miraculous hand, Israel left Egypt and got to the Red Sea. God parted the Red Sea and all three million of them walked straight on through into the wilderness. Now God could have taken them another way. They didn't need to go through the Red Sea, but He intentionally took them through the wilderness. Why? Well, Moses tells us in Deuteronomy 8 verse 2, he says this, The Lord your God led you, you being Israel, all the way through the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep His commands. The purpose of God leading Israel into the wilderness was not only to humble them, but to test them to know what was in their heart. 
You may have heard the saying that says the Israelites were out of Egypt, but Egypt wasn't out of them. Egypt symbolized darkness. It represented slavery and captivity to the ways of the world. But in order for the Israelites to step into the promised land, in order for them to step into the new thing, the next thing that God had for them, He had to test their heart. He had to know if they had a heart that would lean towards Him or a heart that would lean towards Egypt and the ways of the world. And you might be watching this today thinking, well, how on earth does this apply to me? I clearly have a heart that leans towards God. Can I tell you that even as believers, our heart needs to be continually tested over and over again. David writes in the Psalms, test me, Lord, and try me. Examine my heart and my mind. This was King David, a man that was so close to the Lord. And yet he said, test me. Why? Because David knew that an untested heart could not be trusted. God needed to allow the Israelites to go through testing in the wilderness to see if they could be trusted with the promised land, to see if they could be trusted with the next thing that God had for them. If we have a look at the life of Jesus right before He begun His ministry, Matthew chapter 4, Jesus was baptised in the Jordan River and the Spirit of God came upon Him. And it says that He was led into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. That word tempted in Scripture often means to prove or, or to test. In other words, even the Son of God was led into the wilderness to be tested by the devil. The reality is, is that we will be tested in the wilderness. When the Bible says that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, can I tell you what that means? That word formed literally means fashioned. It means that the enemy is fashioning and designing specific weapons and tests for our situation. Why do you think the very first temptation and test that Jesus experienced in the wilderness was the enemy coming to him and tempting him to turn the stones into bread? It was because he was fasting, he was hungry. The enemy had tailored that situation. He had fashioned it and formed it specific to his situation. The devil is cunning and he is manipulative, but we overcome the devil by the truth of God's word. When he approached Jesus, Jesus responded by saying, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Which is why it is so important that we know what is in here. Because when we are going through the valley and we are going through a wilderness experience and we're facing all sorts of trials and tests, this is the sword that we fight with. This is the truth that sets us free. And when the word goes forth, it does not return void. In fact, it accomplishes the very thing that God purposed. There is purpose in the wilderness. On one of the days we were on safari, we decided to take an eight hour drive. And of course, this was the day that I forgot my water bottle. So we're on the drive and all my team were incredible. They were offering me their water, but I must admit to you, and no one really knows this, or only some of my close friends, I have a slight phobia of saliva. I cannot handle saliva outside the mouth, let alone backwashed into a water bottle. And so I politely said no to their water. But I tell you what, I got to the end of that day and I was parched. The wilderness is hot and it is dry. My lips were cracking and it was just, I was so dehydrated. 
But if I'm going to be honest with you today, this is sometimes how we can feel when we're going through a wilderness experience. You know, it doesn't feel like the Holy Spirit is pouring down rain, rivers of living water upon us. It can often feel dry. Our walk with God can feel dry and it doesn't seem like He's overly present. But if I could submit to you today that the wilderness is not a mistake, it's actually a setup by God and it's very intentional. And so when we feel like we're going through a drought, when we can't feel God's presence like we used to, I think there's a reason for that. And I believe the reason we can't feel God's presence is because He is hiding Himself. I don't know if you remember playing a hide and seek when you were younger and you'd close your eyes, you'd count to 20 or 30 and then you'd open your eyes and look for your friend because they had gone to hide under the table or behind the couch. Well, you know what? The Bible says this, God will never leave us nor forsake us. But I do believe there are times in our life where He will allow Himself to be hidden to the point where we can barely see Him. Why? because He wants us to seek Him. He wants us to go searching for Him. How much do we want God? How much do we want to know Him? How thirsty are we for His presence? Are we willing to search for Him high and low in the wilderness? When you go searching for something, you look through every nook and cranny, you look through every corner of the room, you go outside, you go to places you've never been before. And I believe that is a word for someone today that God is wanting you to search for Him and to go to places you have never been before. Whether that's waking up early in the morning and seeking His face or going for a walk at lunchtime just to pray with Him. Or maybe it's turning off the TV and memorising Scripture. God wants us to go searching for Him. King David says this in Psalm 63, You are my God, early will I seek You. My soul thirsts for You, my flesh longs for You in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. David was right, the wilderness is a dry and thirsty land and there is no water in sight, not even a cloud. But there is a place where you can find water and I want you to hear this today. When you're physically in a wilderness area, the only way to find water is if it's from the wells, from the springs of the earth. And in John chapter 7, verse 38, Jesus says, Whoever believes in me, as Scripture has said, the rivers of living water will flow through them. So while we're in the wilderness, it's not the rain of the Spirit that we're waiting for, but it's the rivers of water within that we need to tap into. We've got to draw water from the wells and the springs of our heart. But you know what this means? It means we have to dig. It means we have to dig and dig and dig and we need to pray and pray and pray and search and search and seek and seek and cry out and cry out. We cannot give up. Just because you cannot feel God's presence doesn't mean He's denying you. It means that He is drawing you. He is saying, come closer. I want you to come and search for me. I want you to come and find me. And I know it's dry and it's hot and these seasons are hard, but I've seen too many people give up before they reach the well, before they reach the water. And I feel God saying to you today, I feel Him wanting to communicate to you today, keep on going. If you are in the wilderness right now, if you are in the valley, keep on going. You see, perseverance is one of the greatest qualities a Christian can have. You know, don't get stuck in the wilderness. Don't, don't get stuck in the valley. Keep on moving forward. 
Something I've noticed about our society is that we just quit and we stop when things get dry. You know, a relationship has lost its spark. Well, I'm on, I'm going out. I, I, I'm done with this relationship. Or maybe your job isn't progressing as fast as you want it to. So people end up just quitting straight away. Or church is a little bit dry. So they're off down at another church down the end of the street or they stop going altogether. But we cannot afford to have that mentality. We cannot afford to give up. We need to have the mentality that whatever I'm going through, whatever circumstance I am in, I'm going to keep on moving forward. I'm going to set my eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of my faith. And I'm going to push through and I know I'm going to become stronger and I'm going to be inspired. We need to push ourselves a little bit. We have a generation that's coming up that is trying to run away from everything that is hard. Oh, that offended me. Cancelled. I'm out. Oh, I don't like that. I'm running away. But we need to remind ourselves that we have to walk through the valley of the shadow of death in order to declare victory on the mountaintop. Because there is no victory without a battle. There is no overcoming without perseverance. And there is no testimony without a test. That is why we go through a wilderness experience. James chapter one, verse two says this, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Here's one I wanna finish on today. Jeremiah 29, 13 says this, you will seek me, this is God speaking, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Another translation says, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. When you go through a wilderness experience and you dig deep enough, you will discover God. Did you know that the word wilderness in Hebrew is called midbar. The word is midbar and it translates to speak. God literally wants to speak to you in the wilderness. He wants to come and He wants to meet you in the wilderness and He wants to reveal Himself in a whole fresh and new way. Moses was in the wilderness for 40 years and suddenly God revealed Himself to him. He sh- showed up at a burning bush and, God enca- um, and Moses encountered the presence of God. David grew up in the wilderness and in the middle of the field, in a moment's time, God revealed Himself to David and he was anointed king. John the Baptist, a voice in the wilderness, spent years in the Judean countryside until one day Jesus revealed himself to John and he had the honour of baptising our Saviour. Paul the Apostle was in the wilderness of Arabia for three years and that is where God revealed himself to Paul and he discovered the mysteries of the New Testament. John the Apostle, the one whom Jesus loved, was in the wilderness of Patmos. He was on a deserted island and God revealed himself to John in a vision. And that's the book of Revelation that we have today. Whatever you're going through, I know that God wants to speak to you and not like he has in the past, but in a whole new way. And you know what, maybe you're joining us today and you'd say you never had a relationship with God. You've never had a revelation of God and you don't know who Jesus is. 
I would love to tell you, and I'm going to tell you today, that Jesus knows exactly who you are and He loves you. He loves you so much. In fact, that 2,000 years ago, He left the comfort of heaven and He came to this earth and He went to a cross and laid His life down for you. He took your sins and He took my sin upon Himself. He bore the consequence of every failure, every mistake, every bit of shame and guilt that we have. He took it upon Himself and He was crucified. He was then buried in the grave and three days later, He resurrected, breaking the power of sin. He overcame sin, Satan and death in order for us through faith in Jesus to receive forgiveness from God so we could live the life that we were always designed to live. A life in relationship with God, a life of purpose, a life of hope and meaning and destiny and above all, a life eternal. 